Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, October 4th. It is hard to believe that another year has gone by and we are almost done with completing a one-year reading cycle through the entire Bible. The new Bible reading cycle begins on October the 9th, 2023. We have posted the reading schedule for the 2023-24 year on the Daily Audio Torah website right on the homepage, and it's in a PDF format so you can download it if you wish. Congratulations for reading along with me through the entire Bible in one year. I encourage you to keep on going. This is one of the ways that Yeshua our Messiah speaks to us through His Word. He also speaks to us by His Holy Spirit. Staying in the Word keeps our discernment sharp. As we hide the Word of God in our hearts, this protects us from propaganda, lies, and deception that is prevalent in the mainstream media and culture today. How has this one-year journey of reading the Bible impacted you? I would love to hear your comments or feedback. You can reach me at bridgeconnector at startmail.com. That's bridgeconnector at startmail.com. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Sukkot Shabbat. Numbers 29, 17-25 On the second day of this seven-day festival sacrifice twelve young bulls, two rams, and fourteen one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. Each of these offerings of bulls, rams, and lambs must be accompanied by its prescribed grain offering and liquid offering. You must also sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering in addition to the regular burnt offering with its accompanying grain offering and liquid offering. On the third day of the festival, sacrifice eleven young bulls, two rams, and fourteen one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. Each of these offerings of bulls, rams, and lambs must be accompanied by its prescribed grain offering and liquid offering. You must also sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering, in addition to the regular burnt offering with its accompanying grain offering and liquid offering. On the fourth day of the festival, sacrifice ten young bulls, two rams, and fourteen one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. Each of these offerings of bulls, rams, and lambs must be accompanied by its prescribed grain offering and liquid offering. You must also sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering in addition to the regular burnt offering with its accompanying grain offering and liquid offering. Jeremiah 2, 31-4, O my people, listen to the words of the Lord. Have I been like a desert to Israel? Have I been to them a land of darkness? 
Why then do my people say, At last we are free from God? We don't need him anymore. Does a young woman forget her jewelry, or a bride her wedding dress? Yet for years on end, my people have forgotten me. How you plot and scheme to win your lovers. Even an experienced prostitute could learn from you. Your clothing is stained with the blood of the innocent and the poor, though you didn't catch them breaking into your houses. And yet you say, I have done nothing wrong. Surely God isn't angry with me. But now I will punish you severely because you claim you have not sinned. First here, then there, you flit from one ally to another asking for help. But your new friends in Egypt will let you down just as Assyria did before. In despair, you will be led into exile with your hands on your heads, for the Lord has rejected the nations you trust. They will not help you at all. If a man divorces a woman and she goes and marries someone else, he will not take her back again, for that would surely corrupt the land. But you have prostituted yourself with many lovers. So why are you trying to come back to me, says the Lord? Look at the shrines on every hilltop. Is there any place you have not been defiled by your adultery with other gods? You sit like a prostitute beside the road waiting for a customer. You sit alone like a nomad in the desert. You have polluted the land with your prostitution and your wickedness. That's why even the spring rains have failed. For you are a brazen prostitute and completely shameless. Yet you say to me, Father, you have been my guide since my youth. Surely you won't be angry forever. Surely you can forget about it. So you talk, but you keep on doing all the evil you can do. During the reign of King Josiah, the Lord said to me, Have you seen what fickle Israel has done? Like a wife who commits adultery, Israel has worshipped other gods on every hill and under every green tree. I thought, after she has done all this, she will return to me. But she did not return, and her faithless sister Judah saw this. She saw that I divorced faithless Israel because of her adultery. But that treacherous sister Judah had no fear, and now she too has left me and given herself to prostitution. Israel treated it all so lightly, she thought nothing of committing adultery by worshipping idols made of wood and stone. So now the land has been polluted. But despite all this, her faithless sister Judah has never sincerely returned to me. She has only pretended to be sorry. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord said to me, Even faithless Israel is less guilty than treacherous Judah. Therefore go and give this message to Israel. This is what the Lord says, O Israel, my faithless people, come home to me again, for I am merciful. I will not be angry with you forever. Only acknowledge your guilt. Admit that you rebelled against the Lord your God and committed adultery against him by worshipping idols under every green tree. Confess that you refused to listen to my voice. I, the Lord, have spoken. Return home, you wayward children, says the Lord, for I am your master. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. 
one from this town and two from that family, from wherever you are scattered. And I will give you shepherds after my own heart, who will guide you with knowledge and understanding. And when your land is once more filled with people, says the Lord, you will no longer wish for the good old days when you possessed the ark of the Lord's covenant. You will not miss those days or even remember them, and there will be no need to rebuild the ark. In that day, Jerusalem will be known as the throne of the Lord. All nations will come there to honor the Lord. They will no longer stubbornly follow their own evil desires. In those days, the people of Judah and Israel will return together from exile in the north. They will return to the land I gave your ancestors as an inheritance forever. I thought to myself, I would love to treat you as my own children. I wanted nothing more than to give you this beautiful land, the finest possession in the world. I looked forward to your calling me father, and I wanted you never to turn from me. But you have been unfaithful to me, you people of Israel. You have been like a faithless wife who leaves her husband. I, the Lord, have spoken. Voices are heard high on the windswept mountains, the weeping and pleading of Israel's people. For they have chosen crooked paths and have forgotten the Lord their God. My wayward children, says the Lord, come back to me and I will heal your wayward hearts. Yes, we're coming, the people reply, for you are the Lord our God. Our worship of idols on the hills and our religious orgies on the mountains are a delusion. Only in the Lord our God will Israel ever find salvation. From childhood, we have watched as everything our ancestors worked for, their flocks and herds, their sons and daughters, was squandered on a delusion. Let us now lie down in shame and cover ourselves with dishonor, for we and our ancestors have sinned against the Lord our God. From our childhood to this day, we have never obeyed him. O Israel, says the Lord, if you wanted to return to me, you could. You could throw away your detestable idols and stray away no more. Then, when you swear by my name, saying, As surely as the Lord lives, You could do so with truth, justice, and righteousness. Then you would be a blessing to the nations of the world, and all people would come and praise my name. This is what the Lord says to the people of Judah and Jerusalem. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts. Do not waste your good seed among thorns. O people of Judah and Jerusalem, surrender your pride and power. Change your hearts before the Lord, or my anger will burn like an unquenchable fire because of all your sins. Shout to Judah and broadcast to Jerusalem. Tell them to sound the alarm throughout the land. Run for your lives. Flee to the fortified cities. Raise a signal flag as a warning for Jerusalem. Flee now. Do not delay. For I am bringing terrible destruction upon you from the north. A lion stalks from its den, a destroyer of nations. It has left its lair and is headed your way. It's going to devastate your land. Your towns will lie in ruins, with no one living in them anymore. So put on clothes of mourning and weep with broken hearts, for the fierce anger of the Lord is still upon us. 
In that day, says the Lord, the king and the officials will tremble in fear. The priests will be struck with horror, and the prophets will be appalled. Then I said, O sovereign Lord, the people have been deceived by what you said, for you promised peace for Jerusalem, but the sword is held at their throats. The time is coming when the Lord will say to the people of Jerusalem, My dear people, a burning wind is blowing in from the desert, and it's not a gentle breeze useful for winnowing grain. It's a roaring blast sent by me. Now I will pronounce your judgment. Our enemy rushes down on us like storm clouds. His chariots are like whirlwinds. His horses are swifter than eagles. How terrible it will be, for we are doomed. O Jerusalem, cleanse your heart that you may be saved. How long will you harbor your evil thoughts? Your destruction has been announced from Dan and the hill country of Ephraim. Warn the surrounding nations and announce this to Jerusalem. The enemy is coming from a distant land, raising a battle cry against the towns of Judah. They surround Jerusalem like watchmen around a field. For my people have rebelled against me, says the Lord. Your own actions have brought this upon you. This punishment is bitter, piercing you to the heart. Colossians 1, 1-17 This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus, and from our brother Timothy. We are witnessing to God's holy people in the city of Colossae, who are faithful brothers and sisters in Yeshua. May God our Father give you grace and peace. We always pray for you, and we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we have heard of your faith in Yeshua, and your love for all of God's people, which come from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. You have had this expectation ever since you first heard the truth of the good news. This same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, just as it has changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. You learned about the good news from Epaphras, our beloved co-worker. He is Christ's faithful servant, and he is helping us on your behalf. He has told us about the love for others that the Holy Spirit has given you. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of His will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all His glorious power, so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people, who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness, and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear Son, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Christ, Yeshua, is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything, 
was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him God created everything in the heavenly realms and on the earth. He made the things we can see and the things we cannot see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Psalm 76, 1-12 God is honored in Judah. His name is great in Israel. Jerusalem is where he lives. Mount Zion is his home. There he has broken the fiery arrows of the enemy, the shields and swords and weapons of war. You are glorious and more majestic than the everlasting mountains. Our boldest enemies have been plundered. They lie before us in the sleep of death. No warrior could lift a hand against us. At the blast of your breath, O God of Jacob, their horses and chariots lay still. No wonder you are greatly feared. Who can stand before you when your anger explodes? From heaven you sentenced your enemies. The earth trembled and stood silent before you. You stand up to judge those who do evil, O God, and to rescue the oppressed of the earth. Human defiance only enhances your glory, for you use it as a weapon. Make vows to the Lord your God and keep them. Let everyone bring tribute to the Awesome One, for he breaks the pride of princes and the kings of the earth. Fear him. Proverbs 24, 21 and 22 My child, fear the Lord and the King. Don't associate with rebels, for disaster will hit them suddenly. Who knows what punishment will come from the Lord and the King? I want to speak to you today from our reading from Jeremiah chapter 4, and then we're going to jump into Colossians chapter 1. So I am an editor for the TorahHouse.com website, and we have a monthly newsletter, prayer theme of the month, that goes out once a month. And so this month I was uh, working on an article, editing it for Stephen Speckerman, and the title of the article is called Prepare for War. You can read the entire article in its entirety by going to thetorahouse.com and then click on Prayer Theme for the Month and you will see the October article, Prepare for War. But I was really astounded and stunned to find that as I was reading through this article and putting on some editing touches upon it, that the reading from today's reading from Jeremiah fit right in with what he was talking about. And so, Iran has every intention of becoming a nuclear-armed nation, and they are pursuing it vigorously. When they have a nuclear bomb assembled and ready to go, and I don't say if, I say when, they have a nuclear bomb assembled and ready to go. Iran has made it very clear that they want to wipe Israel off the map. Once they have their nuclear bomb, a primary target is Tel Aviv. 
This is where much of Israel's high-tech and military sector is located. A nuclear bomb sent there would devastate the nation and completely cripple their ability to defend themselves or to retaliate against their enemies. Now listen to these words from Jeremiah in the light of a nuclear blast happening in Tel Aviv. Jeremiah chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Shout to Judah and broadcast to Jerusalem. Tell them to sound the alarm throughout the land. Run for your lives. Flee to the fortified cities. Raise a signal flag as a warning for Jerusalem. Flee now. Do not delay. For I am bringing terrible destruction upon you from the north. Iran is due north of Israel. And also, listen to this from Jeremiah chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. In light of a nuclear blast going off in Tel Aviv, the time is coming when the Lord will say to the people of Jerusalem, My dear people, a burning wind is blowing in from the desert, and it's not a gentle breeze useful for winnowing grain. It is a roaring blast sent by me. Now I will pronounce your destruction. So when a nuclear bomb goes off, there is a huge high wind that that expands out from the blast zone. It goes out and then it sucks back in again. And that's a description of what you would see happening in like a 50 to 100 mile radius of the blast site. And yet, perhaps this can be averted. Verse 14, O Jerusalem, cleanse your heart that you may be saved. How long will you harbor your evil thoughts? Warn the surrounding nations and announce this to Jerusalem. The enemy is coming from a distant land, raising a battle cry against the towns of Judah. They surround Jerusalem like watchmen around a field, for my people have rebelled against me, says the Lord. What's going to turn it around is repentance. When they call a sacred assembly, when they call people to come and pray and repent and cry out to the Lord for him to deliver them. That's what will save and redeem the people of Israel. Now I want to turn our attention to Colossians chapter 1, and here this chapter really gives us an overarching principle, and that is the supremacy of Jesus Christ, of Yeshua HaMashiach, that he is the Most High, that Yeshua is Yahovah, Yeshua is Yahweh. They are one and the same in verses 15, uh, verses 15, 16, and 17, it is written, Christ, that is Yeshua, is the visible image of the invisible God. They are one and the same. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. In other words, Yeshua existed before he was ever born as a baby. He existed. He has no beginning. He's always existed. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on the earth. So he was there in Genesis 1.1 and in the opening chapters of Genesis when God created the heavens and the earth. Yeshua 
was with his father. He was implementing and executing the will of his father at creation. He made the things we can see and the things we cannot see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Now here's a little note. When you look at a single individual atom, you have a nucleus with protons and neutrons, and you have electrons that fly around it, kind of like an orbit. And the protons and the neutron, neutrons have a neutral charge, protons have a positive charge, electrons have a negative charge. Now, normally, uh, positive and electric charges repel each other. So, Physicists do not understand why an atom holds itself together. Basically, the electron should fly away far from the nucleus because they are going to be repelled by the positive, net positive charge of the nucleus. But yet, somehow, there's some kind of an invisible glue that holds the atom together. What did we just read? Verse 17, he existed before anything else, and he, that is Yeshua, holds all creation together. So he created everything, and he holds it all together, even at the atomic level. He's the invisible glue that holds all of the atoms together that they don't fly apart and fall apart. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song. Jesus, be the center.
from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Peace.